Welcome to Wake Forest University Department of Counseling podcast. I'm Bob Nations, Assistant Teaching Professor, Associate Director of the Online Counseling Programs, and I have with me Dr. Shannon Warden, also an Assistant Teaching Professor in the Department of Counseling. And we've come together to talk about practicum. That seems to be an interesting question for a lot of students when they uh, are looking forward to entering the counseling program, and it's the first level of experience that they have. So um, Dr. Warden and I will be, will be talking about practicum today. That's right, Bob. Um, you know, oftentimes students, one of the very first questions they have is, when does practicum happen? How does, how does it happen? How do I find a practicum site? We tell folks, we've been doing this for years, and we have a very... Um, strategic process. Usually uh, four to five months out from the semester students start into practicum, our clinical coordinator, Dr. Carla Emerson, um, enters into contact with them through emails, um, other sometimes face-to-face talks, and and begins giving them the information they're going to need to find the site. So that's usually, again, about a five, four or five months, sometimes even six months out, where students begin the process of looking for a site. Um, that happens usually, um, it varies, but it, it usually happens at least uh, after four, five, six classes into the program. So they're not going to do practicum immediately in their counseling program. We tell students, breathe easy. You don't have to do this today. Not now, not yet. And then as they get into the program a little bit, then it becomes very strategic in our helping them find those sites. And I think we do a really good job about assisting our students in, in locating sites and, and uh, following some of their interests. What do you think about um, how students select sites? Is it something that they really want to go into, or do you kind of encourage them to uh, explore areas that maybe they're not interested in or want to exp- learn more about? Well, Bob, we, I tell, and I know I've heard you tell students too, this is practicum, practice. Exactly. And so... While they may have an opportunity to go into a site that fits perfectly with their professional interests, it is also very valuable to go into a site that differs some. Ultimately, students are asked to, uh, or required, I should say, to, to uh, get 200 hours of uh, practicum time. And so some of that is direct practice with clients on their site. Some of it is indirect, just sitting in on meetings, um, attending uh, trainings that the agency or the school may provide. Then they do supervision hours, both with a site supervisor and with a university supervisor, um, one of us as the faculty. So those 200 hours really Um, As important as it is to match up with professional interests, it's as important to get those 200 hours. If a site is a great match but can't provide the training hours, then in fact it's not a great match. We encourage students, yes, pursue a site that's professionally interesting to you, but let's also be realistic and look for sites that can give you good training opportunities, good training hours. So it's a a logistical type of... um, option or mindset as well, I should say, of finding a site that's going to meet the academic requirements. And we focus as uh, faculty supervisors of practicum students uh, on attaining the hours, making sure everything gets completed on time, the recordings that occur, the experience that they have, and process that. Um, What's most important, though, is what happens 
at the sites, what they do. It's, it's practicum is a beginning place. A lot of students are kind of anxious about starting out, about doing the right thing, not making mistakes, uh, getting started. And I continue, to, I find myself continually encouraging them um, to realize that this is a place where you're learning to be a counselor. You're learning about what it's like to be a professional counselor and what it's like at your site. So it's, it's, a, it's a place where they start. They get their feet wet, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And these are well-vetted sites. Yeah, they are. Dr. Emerson and many of us um, who help with the process are looking at the sites uh, for certain criteria. We're not going to allow our students to go into a site that we don't feel that Number one, they're going to meet the academic requirements, and two, that it's going to be a, a safe, supportive learning environment. Um, so I know students often have a very understandable level of anxiety. Yes. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Bob, remember that? We did. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yes. And, you know, I, I tell students, listen, as best you can, trust us. Uh-huh. We, we, we've done this for a while. We have your best interest at heart. And we are vetting these sites. We are thinking about what type of training opportunity you're going to have. We're going to walk with you the entire way um, through those regular weekly meetings, um, talking about any of the challenges, talking about the successes, um, and overall just their, their professional and personal development that's going to happen at that practicum site. Mm-hmm. I always tell students, too, I said, uh, particularly when you're doing a recording, I said, show me your worst stuff. Mm-hmm. your mistakes. Uh, that's where you learn. Because uh, a lot of times, and I know I did this too, I wanted to show my best stuff when I recorded and make sure I was looking good. So they want to do well. Uh, but it is really growing time where you look at some of the things that you're learning about, that you're starting to make some mistakes. And I tell them often, I said, you are counseling students and probably the worst thing that can happen, because they're very anxious at times about doing the wrong thing or doing some something that will harm uh, a client. And I said, you know, at the worst, you probably will be embarrassed if you make a mistake. I said, you know, I'm glad I'm not teaching surgeons because <laughs> <laughs> those mistakes would be there's fatal. Error, yeah. I know there's, there's always room for errors. So uh-huh. I, I try to alleviate some of that kind of anxiety about them wanting to do just exactly the right mm-hmm. thing and make everything so well and wrap it all up in each session so it all ends just perfect and well. I agree. One of the best pieces of advice and encouragement a supervisor of mine gave was make mistakes. Yes, yes. Doesn't that just that gives you, it gave me a lot of comfort, uh, permission even to it make does. some mistakes? It's a very much. Uh, well, in fact, I tell students you're going to get more supervision now, likely, than you will mm-hmm. ever after you graduate. Mm-hmm. Um, you will still receive supervision as um, a newly licensed counselor, usually for a couple of years in yes. most states. But right now, you're under. Uh, your close supervision, lots of support, and that is a great um, comfort to know, hey, I can make some mistakes. There are people that I can consult with, mm-hmm. people that I can um, learn from. And so practicum, I, you, you and I, I hope folks hear our our passion for practicum and our, our just um, love, if you will, for students and for that developmental time in their training. Yes. Um, so we are going to start out from the beginning helping them in selecting sites, encouraging them, supervising them. And then, Bob, you mentioned um, or referenced recordings. We're actually going to listen to their work. Um, as part of the academic requirements, students typically submit three recorded mm-hmm. sessions. Yes. And, wow, doesn't that cause a lot of anxiety? It does. Ooh. Um, and so there again we say, as you said, 
give us your less than great work. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard that, you know, said is this is some of your growing edges. Let's talk about those growing edges. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Show us and share with us some of your better work. Feel good about that. But let's also look at some of those areas you're struggling in. Why? For that development, for that, that training. And um, we also tell students often that we want them five years from now, 10 years from now, to be successfully practicing in yes. their communities. So the practice they're doing today, those recordings, our um, shared uh, review of those recordings, our processing of those recordings, that helps five, 10 years from now that they are going to be competent, uh, successful community members, counselors, professional counselors in their communities. Mm-hmm. And that is exciting for me, and I know for you too, is to, to look at developmentally where they are as they begin to try out these basic skills that they've learned, that they begin to uh, see what happens. I, I have obtained great joy in watching uh, some of the students kind of get it and see how what they do and what they can just be present and to listen to somebody, what a great gift it could be for a client and how transformation can start to happen in the session um, and also what happens for them as they begin to obtain an awareness of the value of the skills that we teach mm-hmm. and that that happens in making a difference in people's lives it does that's, that's a great joy for me oh it is me too and that's why they came mm-hmm. i say this is why you came you wanted exactly. to you wanted to help people you wanted to be a counselor and here you are now doing it we understand there is that your, your feeling of scrutiny of, oh, mm-hmm. no, they're mm-hmm. watching, they're going to see, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out that I'm, in fact, not a good counselor. I shouldn't be here. <laughs> I hear that so often. I and do, too. I love to tell students that's so normal and so typical, uh, that place in our development, that we have all that anxiety, that self-doubt. What do we call it, Bob? Imposter syndrome? Yeah. You know, yeah. here I yeah. am now playing a counselor, but I'm not a counselor. I know it. I know it. And it's so much anxiety, but we do our best to encourage students. And you, as you said there, there is that process. You just can't get the product without that process. Exactly. Um, so we can tell students, hey, hang in there. Um, yes, all of us were anxious. All of us, uh, new, new counselors are going to be anxious. Um, and if you can just hang on and enjoy the work wow clients teach us so much they really do supervisors faculty all of those are very important players but wow some clients i have had in my counseling career have taught me as much and more as i have sometimes learned and and that's just trial and error and actually engaging with the people um, being a part of that process it is it is and it's enjoyable and meaningful too uh, to be part of this journey for folks becoming a counselor Mm mm-hmm as they move along through that semester and they're uh, sometimes starts out slow, we tell mm-hmm. students they're going to be those first few weeks that you are acclimating into the site, that the site is becoming familiar with you, uh, training you, learning who you are. And then as you get into those uh, middle weeks, that's when those hours start to pick up. Exactly. Um, you know, when students see the academic requirements, they think, oh, my goodness, how am I going to get 50 direct hours? And they look, and they're in week four. I only have three direct hours, Dr. Nations, <laughs> Dr. Warden. And, um, you know, I know, help me. And we say, um, okay, this is very normal. And, again, yes. what's happening? You're adjusting. You're acclimating into the site. You're becoming familiar, learning their ways. They are learning you, becoming uh, more confident in who you are. 
and and which is great. I personally didn't want to start on day one. Ooh, some yeah, sites yeah, will start you on wheels. day one and talk about anxiety. Oh, my goodness. Some jump right in, right? Mercy. I don't know if that's a, a blessing or a curse. But either way, you're going to get into the deep end of the pool. It might be day one or it might be week four. But those hours, little by little, start to come in um, such that, there at the very end of the semester they're looking back and they're thinking oh my goodness I did it I got all of those 200 hours which you know the 50 direct and the 115 that are indirect and um, we outline all of this in the training manual mm-hmm. uh, so yes. students that's a, another important resource for students just to know specifically what are those academic requirements I would say too Bob you know we're talking about hours and um, just the overall process toward the end of practicum students begin to think immediately about internship in fact uh, that's an, an additional anxiety producer they're about midway through practicum um, Dr. Emerson is, is alerting them of okay now it's big time and, and really she's already spoken of that some months ahead but it becomes more critical there about midway through the practicum semester students are looking ahead to internship all right you already have practicum and you're thinking how am I going to do this and and so there we're saying little by little you're going to do it but then the anxiety kicks in again of oh my goodness now I've got to think about an internship site Mm -hmm. many students do internship at the same site many choose another site a lot of that depends on again uh, the vetting of the site if the site is capable of taking internship Mm -hmm. students those hours kick up some that goes from the 200 hours to 321 hours for internship we require two internships so that's three semesters of clinical field work practicum leads to internship right i mean that's i know Mm -hmm. that's not such a huge revelation there but everything those students are doing the skills building the confidence building that's going to then lead into internship where they can are going to gain additional confidence yep they're going to have different challenges but the good kinds of challenges that are getting them ready for professional practice beyond Wake Forest, beyond practicum, beyond internship. So, you know, while while we um, are focused on practicum, we're also wanting students to see this is a part of the big picture. It's part of these 20 uh, semester hours yes. that you're going to do through Wake Forest University's counseling program. Um, and so, of course, Bob, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's probably a good time to mention I mean, we have our campus class, but we are also um, now some years into a very successful online mm-hmm. master's in counseling program. Yes. That's exciting to see how that is flourishing. Our students sometimes ask, is practicum different for our, us in the online or is it different for us on campus? No, it is not different. These are the same academic requirements, the same vetting, the mm-hmm. same anxiety, the same supervision, the same preparation for internship and beyond. So that's all all the same for it campus is. or for our online uh, master's degree in counseling. So um, it's it's such a great um, privilege and it's exciting, as you said. I mean, there's there's a lot of joy that we take in investing in these students as they're uh, transitioning through these various stages, but uh, it's 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 absolutely the same. And um, I'd like to say it was easier for one or the other, but guess what? No, it's not. No, it's it's not the same <laughs> beautiful challenge for for both the campus and the online students. It really is. It really is. I was meeting with um, a supervision triad group this morning, and we were talking about since we're at the end of the semester. Uh, I was asking them, okay, now what are you moving into now for internship? 
uh, that's going to be different than practicum? What are you looking forward to? What what kind of skills? What kinds of emphasis do you want to go into? And they and they were telling about their sites and both of the students were going into to um, uh, a campus counseling centers and to looking at that. So that kind of transition to look at the population that they're going into, and I could see kind of the excitement. And now that I've learned this, I'm ready to go and have more more clients and to have more ongoing sessions because a lot of the sites where they were, they were seeing a couple of individuals for short term. And so they're looking for uh, continuing with uh, their internships uh, in a way. And it's just kind of exciting to see what they've learned and what they, how they want to grow and to mm-hmm. look at developing more of a theoretical uh, approach and learning more um, things about uh, counseling centers and so there's, it's that level of excitement and energy about moving forward that that just uh, inspires me at times with our oh, students wow. isn't that great it the excitement is, yeah. replaces the anxiety yes yeah they're, they're, they're having a little bit more confidence now about themselves and about their ability and they're looking forward to it rather than being anxious about it oh. so that's a that's a nice transition when that happens it is yeah and I think as we do that in all of stages for our lives oh, truthfully yes. we kind of uh, as the anxiety goes down the excitement can go up yes and the peace uh-huh. it's fun to think about too as you're talking bob the differences in sites that are available that's oh, absolutely one of the reasons we are drawn to counseling there's so many avenues for helping people be it a college counseling center, mm-hmm. be it a, a community mental health center, a substance abuse, exactly. abuse agency, uh, mm-hmm. school counseling, being in elementary, middle, high schools, doing school counseling, mm-hmm. private practice, a marriage and family. I mean, there's so many. I, we, we could go on and on of all the opportunities that are out there for students. That's why they came. Yes. They feel a calling or or uh, are led to help, led to serve. Mm-hmm. That's, of course, um, one of Wake Forest's um, Hallmarks is pro humanitate that idea of helping the community and helping others, and um, so that's why students come. They sometimes get sidetracked by the heavy load of academic work, of master's level work, but in the end, when they're excel, here they are at the end of a semester now celebrating their successes for the semester. They're able with some excitement to look ahead again of why did I come, who do I want to serve, and wow, look at all the opportunities mm-hmm. I have. That's nice. It is. It is. It's very exciting. All right. So this has been a conversation about practicum. Is there mm-hmm. anything more you want to add, Shannon? I don't think so, Bob. Okay. I hope, hopefully students are hearing that it's a very supported process. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not blindsided by any of this. It's all much, very much laid out for them in terms of the structure. Yes. They then have to get in and do the hard work and the and the good learning. Let's call it, it the hard work and the good learning. <laughs> I like that. Um, but it's it's fun. It's fruitful. It's certainly for why they came and where they're going in their paths. It's what they need. Not only for license licensure purposes, but for personal development, professional yes. development. Mm-hmm. We can't ask of clients what we've not been willing to experience ourselves. And sometimes that is heavy anxiety, heavy burden even of, of the challenge of what am I working through? Um, always with that goal in front of us, in the case of our students, that goal of being professional counselors. So mm-hmm. it's a, a great process, much support, um, challenging at times, but all very productive, very fruitful in the end as they're working towards professional licensure as either a clinical mental health counselor or as a school counselor. Yes. Um, so again, I think, um, Bob, we we're you know saying too, I, I hope folks are here, and there's a lot of pride that we have. Oh, we do. In our, have a lot, uh, yeah. Oh, Mercy, in our master's um, counseling programs, yes. both the online counseling mm-hmm. degree that Wake Forest University has and also our campus program both um, 
both there resulting in a master's in clinical mental health counseling or a master's in school counseling. So we're proud and um, very invested, and we hope students hear that and hope that they will hear and then see, uh, see the truth and how much support we're offering. Excellent. Good. Thank you for listening. This is uh, Dr. Bob Nations and Dr. Shannon Warden uh, completing our podcast, and we hope you'll continue to listen as we provide more podcasts as we move forward. Thank you.